Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting. And also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter where my handle is at turkeyhitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 193, Chasing Turkeys, using the Onyx app with Dylan Dowson. And I am your host and the guy who is pleased to announce another Holt sighting, and I'm going to talk about that in just a second, but right now we are 253 days, 11 hours, 53 minutes and 40 seconds away from opening day of spring turkey season in Alabama. And yes, I have hope that there will actually be a spring turkey season in Alabama next year. The reason that I have hope is, as I mentioned, I had another poult sighting this past weekend. So Sunday morning, I saw two hens solo, no poults. That doesn't mean that there weren't poults standing in the edge of the woods, five or ten feet away from mama standing on the side of the road. But I did not see any poults with those two turkeys. Then I saw another unidentified turkey with no poults. That turkey could very well have been a jake. I did not see a long beard on it, so I know it wasn't a gobbler. Well, I guess it could have been a gobbler, but with beard rot. But that turkey did not have any poults. I do know that. It was a pretty good ways off, and I just could not identify whether or not it was a hen or a jake. And then, on my way back home from fishing, at about 12.30, I saw one hen on my place with five poults. And I was actually in my truck, headed out. I was on the road. And I topped the little hill on my place, and I saw a hen and five poults standing in the road. And it was pretty interesting what happened from here. So two of the poults immediately took off and ran right behind Mom. Mom just froze, and the other poults froze, and they were standing there. And after about, oh, I don't know, 20, maybe 30 seconds, I had enough time to grab my phone, pull up my camera app, snap a few pictures, and the turkeys were just still standing there. So I decided to move the truck a little bit closer to them. So I let off the brake and slowly started creeping towards them. And that is how I was able to get a good count of the poults, just to make sure that there were five, because that was my initial count. And when I got about 60 yards from the turkeys, the hen just laid down 
on the side of the road. Two of the poles went running over towards her and got right up against her. But she was just sitting there on the ground with her head kind of halfway off the ground. So I kept watching her and I kept pulling closer in the truck. And I was just trying to figure out exactly what she was doing. I'm still not 100% sure, obviously. When I got about 10 yards away from her in the truck, she just nonchalantly stood up and took about six or eight steps into the woods and disappeared. I've seen hens do different things when they are protecting their poles. One time I had a hen who was standing in the middle of the road just blow up into full strut and the poults went running and ran up underneath her. And then other times, most other times, they all just simply walk off together or run off together. This is the first time I've seen a hen just flat out lay down. And I really think that there's probably two things that were factoring in there. First of all, she was trying to make herself a little bit less noticeable, maybe a little more invisible, but Like I said, part of me thinks that maybe she was trying to draw attention to herself and away from the poults because she knows that she stands a much better chance of escaping a predator than her poults do. Anyway, it was cool. I was excited about getting to see more poults, obviously. You can probably tell that. And I'm still a little skeptical about this year's hatch because I've seen about, I'm going to say, one and a quarter to one and a half poults per hen And I think that the biologists say that two poults per hen is a good poult to hen ratio. Not great, just good. So I think that most biologists would probably say a one and a quarter to one and a half poult per hen ratio is pretty poor. Now, obviously, my observations and opinions are limited. They're unscientific and subject to change as I drive my truck around the next curve in the road. You know, last year, I was very worried about the poult to hen ratio in central Alabama, just from my own observations. And I rounded a curve in the road, headed towards my property, and I saw probably 40 poults with about eight hens. And, of course, that threw my numbers way out of whack because I was seeing very few poults. And then all of a sudden, they're just hanging out in one huge flock, it appeared. So until I drive around the next curve in the road and see a flock of 40 poults with eight hens, I'm sticking by my gut feeling, and that is that this year is not a great year for poult recruitment, but I still just can't help but get excited every time I see some young wild turkeys in the woods. Okay, so I have a great interview for you guys today with Dylan Dowson with OnX. Dylan is a community coordinator with OnX, and I met him at the NWTF convention in Nashville this year and chatted with him about coming on the show. And, well, we've got him today. And as you probably already know, I use the OnX app this spring while turkey hunting a good bit. And I don't mind telling you that I believe that the app is well worth the money that it costs to get. There are at least two turkeys this season that I don't think I would have killed if I did not have access to the info in the application. Those of you who already use it definitely know why I am a believer in the app, and hopefully you'll learn something new about the app in today's interview. And for those of you who do not already use the app, 
Well, you'll probably see the value in the app after the interview, and you'll want to pay special attention at the end of the interview for when Dylan gives out a coupon code that will save you 20% on your first year subscription. So let's do this. Let's get on with this interview. Here's Dylan Dowson with Onyx, and I'll see you guys on the other side. Hey, everybody. I am glad to tell you that I have on the line with me today Dylan Dowson with Onyx, and I am going to pick Dylan's brain a little bit about the Onyx app, and we're going to talk about some different ways that Onyx can help us be more successful during turkey season and while we're turkey hunting. Now, Dylan, before I jump in with to the questions with you, I want to say that even though this is a turkey hunting podcast, Pretty much everyone that listens to this show hunts other game as well. So you're welcome to give us any kind of tips or, or anything on how we can use the app a little differently for elk or deer or even upland game or, you know, whatever it happens to be. So feel free to, to throw that in there if you get the opportunity. But how are you and where are you today? Yeah, yeah. Thanks. First and foremost, Andy, thanks for having us on for sure. I'm doing great today. It's my Friday right now. And after this, going to go meet up with some family and enjoy some lake time over the 4th of July, continue to get ready for the season here in Montana coming up quickly. So I'm doing great. And I am actually in Missoula, Montana. That's where Onyx is, is based out of. We do have a couple different offices. We've got an office as well in Bozeman, Montana, which is about three hours down the road. But yeah, we're in Missoula, Montana here, and that's where Onyx was founded. Very good. So just so everybody can kind of get to know you, tell us a little bit about yourself. And you and I were talking before the recording started, and you were telling me that you're a turkey hunter. So tell us how you got into turkey hunting as well. Yeah, absolutely. So I was born and raised in Montana on the other side of the state. So I was born in eastern Montana. Missoula is pretty far west. So Hmm. from where we're at here to where I grew up in Montana, it's about an eight-hour drive. So quite a ways, but Born and raised in Montana my whole life. I grew up hunting and fishing. My dad introduced me to hunting at a super young age, which I'm super thankful for. And actually, my first first harvest was a turkey cool. over there in eastern Montana, down on the river bottom. So vividly remember that one. I was, I was pretty young and called it in. And yeah, it was, it was a blast. And so I've been hooked on hunting ever since then. And, you know, we, we're, we're fortunate enough to have a pre- pretty healthy turkey population here in Montana. I would say primarily hunt big game. And then in the spring, springtime, definitely get out and do do some turkey hunting as well as some spring bear hunting here in Montana. Was fortunate enough to tag out, well not tag out, I still had an extra tag, but notch one turkey tag this spring and then help a coworker and a few other people notch some tags. So uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a great year. Good deal. That's exciting. And we were sharing some stories before the recording started, and you, you were you were getting me fired up, which it doesn't take much to get me fired <laughs> up about turkey hunting. But you know, when you talked about taking a coworker out and calling a bird in for a coworker, I thought, man, that's just that's what it's all about, you know. And as I get older, that's really what I enjoy more and more is calling birds in for other people. And of course, don't get me wrong, I always enjoy squeezing the trigger on one, but giving back to the sport is is something that is moving way up the priority list for me. So and that's cool. Oh yeah, 
Absolutely. It's, it's been great this spring, whether, you know, turkey or spring bear hunting. You know, I've been very fortunate enough to share camps with lots of really, really great people. Some people, old friends and some people, you know, that we had just met on the way to camp and, and shared camp together. And, and it's been, yeah, it's been a great, great start to 2018 with the spring seasons. And as you mentioned, right before we started here, September is right around the corner. So before we know it, I'm going to be chasing elk and deer and, and antelope and everything else with a bow. So yeah, it's, it's coming up quick for sure. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So tell us a little bit about the OnX app, kind of, you know, a, I guess a 10,000 foot view. What is it, how it came about, and then not only where we can find it if we don't have it already, but how much it costs as well. Yeah, so Onyx, just quick background of the company and where we started. Onyx was started in 2009 by Eric Siegfried, our founder. Eric's still still with us and whatnot. He he grew up, grew up in Montana as well, actually, just right down the road from where I did. And when Eric moved from eastern Montana to western Montana, basically, you know, he wasn't familiar with the area. He was a a huge hunter, huge outdoorsman, and, you know, wasn't super confident of where he could and couldn't go. So basically he solved his own problem by compiling as much data as he could. And at the time and how Onyx started was he compiled that data and put it on a micro SD chip that fit in like a Garmin handheld unit. Mm -hmm. So then he could, you know, take that GPS out into the woods or the back rows and and drive around and see not only where the private and public land was, you know, who owned the private land, but he could also see in relation to that where where he currently was at on the map. So basically, you know, he created that for himself to use and then realized that it would help, you know, thousands and thousands of people all throughout the country. So started on X with that, the chip, and then a few years later, you know, we realized that pretty much everybody these days are carrying around a smartphone in their pocket, which has GPS capabilities in it already. And so we started working on the Hunt app. And essentially what the Hunt app is at a 10,000 foot view is it, the Hunt app turns your, your smartphone or tablet into a handheld GPS unit, fully functional, just as accurate as, you know, a Garmin handheld unit. And what it does is it will show you all kinds of data. The primary reason most people get the app is for the private and public land. So it'll show you not only the private boundaries, but it will show you who owns that private property. It'll show you the public lands, where those are located, color-coded, whether it be state, BLM, forest, makes it super easy to to just, at a glance of the map, realize what, you know, what land that is. And then there's a ton of other data. We've got topographic maps, aerial imagery. We've got fire historic wildfire records you can add to the map, hunting units, the game management units, possible access. In Montana, we've got programs called block, well, a program called block management where it's private lands but open to hunting for public. You know, we show that data. Just it's endless the amount of data, and I'm sure we'll get into a little bit more of that later. But so you can choose what, what you want to see on the map at any given time. You can mark waypoints. You can track your hikes can do lines, routes, anything that you would on a on a GPS and have it right right on your phone everywhere you go. So yeah, that's kind of a, a ten thousand foot view. And I guess to answer your second question, you know, right away if people don't have it and want to check it out, you can go to the App Store or the Google Play Store, search for Onyx Hunt, 
and it'll pop right up. You download it, get a free seven-day trial. It's 100% risk-free. We don't charge you or anything after that seven days. And if it's something that people are interested in, we've got two different options. So we've got a premium membership, which is a single-state membership that runs $29.99, so 30 bucks a year. And the elite membership for all 50 states, all the data that we have is $99.99. So 100 bucks gets you all 50 states for that. But yeah, that's a 10,000 foot view probably. There's there's a lot of data and integration that goes into it for sure. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. When you were telling us about the cost of the app, you said for one state and all the information in that one state that the cost was $29.99 or $29. Is that right for a year? Yep. Yep. Okay. $29.99. Yeah. So basically 30 bucks for one state, 100 for all 50. Okay, but we are not married to that one state, are we? So if we sign up and say, hey, I want the one state and I want that state to be Alabama, can I change that state mid-season, but I'm just going to be able to get access to one state? So when you do choose that state, say you chose Alabama, but you were planning on going to three or four different states that year, you would actually have to upgrade to the elite membership to get access to all 50 and the reason being there is, you know, the, the obvious, you know, if I'm planning on hunting 10 different states this year, otherwise I would be able to purchase one state and just, you know, switch it 10 different sure. times. But, you know, what that elite membership does too is it allows you to scout, you know, those upcoming states, especially if you're going out of state. Most people have limited time, limited resources to make it happen. And the last thing that you'd want to do is get to a new state or a new area and not have a a plan or a plan B or a plan C in place. So what that elite membership does is it allows you to, to, you know, plan out your hunt. And so when you get there, download the maps for offline use. And when you get there, you're, you're good to go. Okay. That's good information to know. So, all right. And you, you hit the nail on the head. You know, I want to scout and I want to study those maps for weeks, if not months before I drive across the state line to go hunt somewhere. So, you know, having access to those other states today for a hunt that I'm going to go on next month is critical in my opinion. So, all right. Yep, absolutely. Good to know. And I've been talking about the app a good bit as I've been traveling out of state to chase turkeys this spring. And I used the Onyx app, I would venture to say daily especially while I was out of state because I did a good bit of public land hunting while I was out of state. And it that app, being able to establish where the boundary lines are, it, it's just huge. And, you know, even for areas that I was pretty familiar with, and I'm talking about back at home now, mm-hmm. but, you know, to be able to be in the woods and you come across a fence and you say, okay, well, is this the actual property line fence or is this a cross fence? And you pull the app up and take a look at it. And of course, you know, it gets you pretty dang close. It's not exact to the centimeter, but it gets you pretty dang close to where you, you know, where the actual boundary is or, or where you are on the maps, just like typical GPS data would. And, it's just been a huge help for me this year. So I'm I'm going to tell you a couple of stories very quickly about how I used the app to help me kill a couple of turkeys. So I went 
out of state to Georgia was the first state that I went to this year. And I rented a cabin in Georgia and I was in the mountains hunting public land. So we're in north of Georgia and I had my wife with me just a weekend trip just to kind of hang out and for me to hunt in the mornings and for us to do some hiking and hunting in the afternoons as well. So I get there and I had a couple of spots in mind. I went and checked those out, heard some turkeys on the roost, but nothing on the ground. And an hour, hour and a half after fly down, you kind of feel like, well, the morning is done. It's just early season in the southeast. You know, it can either be really good or really bad. So I start out just walking and trying to cover as much ground as I could. That morning, I ended up really having nothing going on. And I went back at lunchtime and I pulled up the Onyx app on my phone and also on my computer, on my laptop. And so I started looking at the topo maps and the satellite imagery. And I found a trail that went up to the top of a ridge from a road. It was probably a mile from the road to the top of the ridge. And this trail followed the top of the ridge for about three miles. So I said, that's where I'm going this afternoon. I mean, that's kind of a no-brainer to me. You get up on the top of this ridge and you don't have to worry about three or 400 foot elevation changes. You just stay on top of the ridge and walk. So that's what I did. I ended up seeing a turkey and then the next morning I went in there and killed him. But I don't think going in there blind to that piece of public land, I just don't think I would have had the success I had on that trip without having the features of the Onyx app at my fingertips. And so that was huge. And I did kind of the same thing when I was in Minnesota this year hunting. So I talked to a guy from Minnesota and he said, look, these birds on the public land, they like to roost on the public land and then they'll fly down and they'll go to the private land ag fields and they'll hang out in the ag fields pretty much all day long, just depending on the weather. So I got to where I was going to hunt in Minnesota, and sure enough, I mean, he just he hit the nail on the head. The first morning I get out, I chase a bird. I can't ever get in front of this turkey. The turkey beats me to the ag field and is just on, on private land is where the ag field is, and that turkey's just there all morning long. So finally I left that bird and went and look for other birds. All the other birds I could find were in the ag fields on private land. So I said, well, I know what I need to do. I need to go back and I need to find some public land that has ag fields on it. And that's the public land I need to go hunt. And sure enough, I found a great looking piece of property that was public land that was about 30 minutes from where I was staying. And it had huge, I mean, it was probably... 70% ag fields. I went in there that afternoon and killed a turkey there in one of those ag fields. And so, you know, to me, whatever the cost of the Onyx app is, I'm paying it, especially, especially if I'm hunting out of state. It's just, it is so worth the money. And for someone who's going to take the time to take off work and be away from their families, and they're going to spend the money to go out of state on out of state licenses even if they're hunting public land, you know, we're all trying to get out and, and enjoy the sport that we love as inexpensively as possible. But this is a tool to me that is just as important as my shotgun shells. And, you know, I, I'm sold on it. I mean, I, I can't tell you, you guys enough how much I really enjoy the app and have found it to be so useful in my hunting excursions. Yeah, we, we definitely 
we love hearing those stories and we do hear them all year long whether it be at trade shows or events that we go to you know it's it's excellent hearing those stories and, and we love it and it really makes it super easy for us to get up in the mornings and and to continue doing what we do and i mean onyx is a place i I really love to work at it. It's a place, you know, I'm not only passionate about hunting, you know, I also am about the product and, and hearing those stories. And I've got, you know, a pile of those stories myself because of it. So like you said, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't know about you or everybody else, but I know I spend a lot of time and a lot of money every single year on hunting equipment and preparing and, you know, the amount of money and gas that I spend every hunting season to go to my spots is probably more than what I want to ever realize. So to be able to, you know, for a $30 piece of equipment and a $30 tool for your state to be able to know where you can and can't go and to be able to maximize your time out there is definitely, in my eyes, very inexpensive. But yeah, I mean, to your point there, you know, I was kind of telling you about our my turkey hunting story, one of them this year with a coworker and, and buddy, me and Zach were out. I think it was, it wasn't opening weekend. I think it might've been the weekend after here in Montana. Went up to an area that was pretty pressured on public land. A lot of people were, were out turkey hunting. I know some people were successful in that area and we pretty much had wrapped it up. You know, we had a couple birds going in the morning. We're not successful. Didn't really get anything to commit. Spent, you know, I think it was like four or five maybe three, four or five hours out there working a couple of birds and we we're pretty much just wrapping it up. And there's one little piece of public ground that was probably a quarter mile wide and a half mile long that we decided to check out one more time before we headed back to town and hiked up a couple hundred yards from where we parked and immediately had a bird respond to us. And we Okay, that is all that I have for you guys for the free portion of this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you want to become a subscriber to the premium content of the Turkey Hunter podcast and hear all of the interview with Dylan and get the coupon code that Dylan gives out at the end of the interview, which, by the way, the savings with that coupon code would cover the cost of the premium content of the Turkey Hunter podcast. So that's a benefit in and of itself right there. But what you'll need to do to become a premium subscriber is to text the word Turkey Hunter. Make that one word with no spaces, Turkey Hunter. You'll text that to the number 44222. From there, you're just going to follow instructions. And eventually, I'll email a link to you that you can click where you can set up a username and a password in the Podbean application, and you can pay the subscription for the premium content, which, hint, hint, as of today is still only $12. I'm supposed to have changed that. I was supposed to have changed it on July 1st, but luckily for you guys, I hadn't even thought about changing it until right now. So you better get out there if you want the premium content at 12 bucks a year and go ahead and subscribe. It will change very soon. I need to put that on my things to do list, which is only about 400 items long. And I'm sure most of you can appreciate that. Now, when you do subscribe to the premium content of the Turkey Hunter podcast, you will get access to not only all of the premium content for this week's episode and the premium content for the next 52 weeks as well, but you'll also get access to all the premium content for our past episodes. And there are over 50 of those. 
that you'll get access to. So go ahead and subscribe. I promise you it won't hurt. And that leads me to the favor of the week. So the favor of the week this week, if you don't mind doing it for me, I would be very appreciative. And that is to share, like, and retweet this week's episode on Facebook and Twitter. If you learned something from this week's episode, that's just a great way to give back to the show. And it's a big help to the show as well. All right. That's all that I've got for you guys this week. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I know that you have choices. I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.